Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.33 on Rock 102. It's National Forklift Safety Day. And my big question is, what about backhoes, bulldozers, and segways? Oh, why don't you both fork off? How about know. that? I don't know who these hoes you're talking about, but it's very disrespectful. Good morning to you too, Steve. Well, you know, I just uh, thought I'd greet you both. Listen. Nicely. Are you guys ready to have some fun today? No. No, I'm not ready to have some fun. Good, because Eric Lesser, state senator, is going to be on the phone with us oh, today. Talking that, kind about, of, that kind of fun. Talking well, about Eric Lesser stuff. Lesser is always more. You know what I mean? Yes. We'll what? also talk to uh, Tony Ravosa today. Uh, big doings in mercy. We we'll oh, talked yeah. about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, today, the governor and the uh, lieutenant governor are going to be in town. So we'll talk to Tony Ravosa around 845 about what's going on today. I also think Tony Ravosa likes to hear the sound of his own voice sometimes. Don't we all? Him especially. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a good man. It's 535 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Hey, Springfield kids, you need to know. You're- it's 551. And Pearl Jam with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Weather ca- uh, forecast, same as yesterday. Yeah, low to mid-80s, lots of sunshine. Uh, Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. Hello. There you go. There you go. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, even the most hardcore atheist has to give in and admit that karma is real because Charlie Sheen's daughter has joined one of the world's most popular porn sites and he cannot handle it. Sam Sheen, daughter of Charlie and Denise Richards, uh, turned 18 in March and yesterday she announced in an Instagram post that she's on OnlyFans. Charlie doesn't seem to think that the fact that his home was once a popular drug den uh, slash sexual oasis featuring a rotating cast of porn stars has anything to do with how his kid turned out. Yeah, like, where's this coming from? Uh, Instead, he blames Denise. He says, Ah. quote, Sam is 18 years old now and living with her mother. This did not occur under my roof. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's It's like presidents who say that, uh, you know, it's that last president's fault. You know, it's going to take me a long time to clear up all the problems we got. Those those kids went cross-country skiing on the coffee table at Charlie's house. (laughs) There was so much snow out there. And it's in Southern California, for God's sake. I'm going to try not to put any blame on uh, Denise Richards if you can help it. But, you know, Charlie was their father. Yeah. You know, there is some modeling that goes on in a family. Uh, but Denise says, quote, uh, Sammy is 18, and this decision wasn't based on those, on whose house she lives in. All I can do as a parent is guide her and trust her judgment, but she now makes her own choices. Still winning there, Charlie? <laughs> winning? Apparently. Are you like Tiger's blood or whatever the hell he was running on? Winning. It's Tiger's blood pouring through that entire family. Donna's mm. DNA, I think, was part of that, too. That's uh, right. Here's good news. Amber Heard doesn't blame the jury for ruling in favor of Johnny Depp in the defamation trial. In a new NBC interview, she says, quote, I don't blame them. I actually understand. He's a beloved character and people feel like they know him. He's a fantastic actor. That's why I pooped on his bed. <laughs> but she still uh, she does blame social media, just like her attorney did after the verdict. Quote, even somebody who is sure I'm deserving of all of this hate and uh, vitriol, even uh, if you think that I'm lying. You still couldn't look at me in the eye and tell me 
that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think that this has been fair. The interview airs today and uh, and tomorrow on the Today Show, and then Friday on Dateline. In case you did, you missed it the first two times. You know? Yeah. Well, can't watch them all. Uh, in a recent interview, Jennifer Aniston said she was glad she made her bones in the industry before social media, when people started becoming famous for quote basically doing nothing. She added, "quote It's almost like it's diluting the actor's job." Well. Uh, Jennifer Aniston is the daughter of two actors and people who uh, were quick to point that out. And yes, the words nepotism and privilege got thrown around a lot in those responses. Her dad was Victor Victor Kiriakis, for God's sakes. By the way, speaking about making your bones, you know where that comes from? How? Burying or killing somebody, burying the body in order to become a member of the mafia or something like that. Hmm. You are uh, a delight to have around. With I just your looked it up. I like anyone can. I you <laughs> said the phrase. Oh, I'm kidding. You no, no, no. I know, but I didn't know until I looked it up. You said the phrase. I'm like, huh. I wonder where that came from. You now, one of these days, we got to sit down and play four and a half hours of Trivial Pursuit. I bet you're like a master at it. <laughs> well, it's not like I'm going to remember this for the future, or maybe I am. Now maybe that we made a will. big deal of it, there's a lot of things that uh, that that you're good at at giving us facts on. Yeah, but you know what? This is why the internet was invented. When you say a phrase like that, you can look it up immediately. Yeah, he's a walking funkin' waggles. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate either. That's true. Uh, Others made the point, uh, fame is now accessible to everyone, and that's a good thing. As one put it, quote, people are so angry that the industry is more diverse and more inclusive of people from all backgrounds. Yada, yada, yada. They're all mad at Jennifer Aniston. Hmm. It's like, do I really need to tell you all about that, 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 that thing? I don't know why they're mad at her. Uh, got, that's just an, an, an opinion that's maybe wrong. But, uh, you know, her acting, her success certainly didn't smear her father's ability to be, like, the second most evil man on Days of Our Lives. Victor Kyriakis. Yes. Yeah, next to uh, Stefano Demera. Yeah. Uh, Joan Jett is calling on SeaWorld to stop forcibly impregnating dolphins and beluga whales. You know, when you say SeaWorld, I think of the bad SeaWorld. The four-letter C word? Cake? Yeah. Yes. That's exactly that it. What, yes. I, I don't I don't know what that kind of amusement park would be like, but well, that kind of sea world might be a whole different kind of sea world. Because it sounds similar. Sea world, yeah. sea word. Yes. I get you. You know? I can see that. She calls it, quote, uh, disrespectful to these forms of intelligent life. I didn't know Joan Jett was such an activist for... Uh, for beluga whales. Two things, by the way. My friend, you know, my lady friend, she she uh, refuses to say the C word. She was really? telling me about that yesterday on the phone. Well, she, it's, it's she, spews, really... she spews just about any form of profanity, now, by the way. The, the, the she, male C word or the female the C female word? The female C word. All right. She swears, <laughs> she swears worse than an old man trying to run podcast equipment at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I see where you went with that there. It's like you had knowledge of that situation. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know. And the, other thing, the other thing about Joan Jett, by the way, she refuses to let you look at her when you introduce her on stage. Really? Yep. Did that years ago, and her people came out and said, now when you introduce her, 
You introduce her and then you look the other way. You are you can't. are you sure they weren't just telling you that? <laughs> like maybe like you give her uh, the creeps. Uh, maybe uh, this guy, like, like, like she said. Yeah, I think that's the guy with the Dixie cups. Yeah. Just move him along. <laughs> this guy from the local radio station. Yeah. Uh, what do you do with him? Just tell him not to look at me. <laughs> Could just be. Tell him to call me up on stage. <laughs> I believe uh, didn't. Uh, I believe that guy, uh, Gary Jones, did that when we introduced him when he won the contest to open up for Ted Nugent. <laughs> you might Remember that right. guy? I do. And look at him now. He's he's doing concerts weekly at Uno, Pizzeria Uno's. That's when you know you've made it. Dude is making it. That's right. And it's all because of us. Can you imagine that? And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. For the first time ever, Backroads Blues Festival featuring... The following takes place between 6 a.m., and 7 a.m. It's 6.01 on Rock 102. We're going to have highs in the low to mid-80s today. Mixture of sun and clouds. The weather brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 7.30 Union Street, West Springfield. Here's your 102 second sports on Rock 102. Well, good news and bad news for the Celtics. Good news is they played a good third quarter. But a lousy fourth quarter last night. And Golden State beat Boston 104-94. Celtics trail the Warriors in the NBA Finals three games to two. Game six back at the Garden on Thursday night with a potential Game 7 back in the Bay Area coming up this weekend. In hockey, the Springfield Thunderbirds lost to the Laval Rocket. And so Game 7 of that Eastern Conference Finals in the AHL coming up tomorrow night at the Mass Mutual Center. Baseball Sox were off yesterday. They're in Oakland tonight. Valley Blue Sox on the road until Friday night when they host Keene back at the MAC. And in football, Philadelphia Eagles rookie wide receiver Devon Allen won a 110-meter hurdles event in a track meet over the weekend, finishing with the third fastest time in history. Now all he's got to do is figure out how to run fast and catch a ball for the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll see if that can happen this season. That's it for your 102-second sports. Coming up next in his view from the couch, Bax investigates a Charlotte Hornets player who's been getting busy in a bad way during the offseason. That's straight ahead on Rock 102. Yankee Home is having its biggest sale of the year. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, I would never stand in the way of a young man enjoying all the many potential benefits of marijuana products in his daily life. If a dude wants to blaze up, that's his business, and he will get no objections from me. And while le- weed is legal in the state of Massachusetts, as the, as, the, as legal as the pint of Ben and Jerry's that often follows its usage, there is still a list of things that you can and cannot do as it pertains to state regulations. For example, even here in Massachusetts, you cannot have more than 10 ounces of weed in your possession at any one given time. Now, you may ask, hey, Baxi, exactly when are you planning on tying this together with some sort of sport? To which I would say, keep your pants on, I'm getting there. So in the state of Massachusetts, with all its many marijuana laws in place, 10 ounces is the most that you can have at once. But when you're Charlotte Hornet Center Montel Harrell and you're driving around the state of Kentucky with as much as three pounds of vacuum-sealed weed in the car, there's a pretty good chance you're breaking some sort of law. Now, in the state of Kentucky, the laws restrict 
uh, marijuana use to medical purposes only. Now, unless Montel Harrell is really sick, I don't believe they allow a guy to be driving around with three pounds of stuff in the back seat. Otherwise, it's a Class D felony, which could result in a $10,000 fine and up to five years in jail for a first-time offender. But here's the real problem. Montel's contract with the Charlotte Hornets has expired, and he's set to become an unrestricted free agent. The time to be driving around with three pounds of weed in your car is not now. Now would be the time to not be caught driving around with a Class D felony and potential jail time hanging over your head. Because even though the stigma of casual marijuana use is largely a thing of the past, driving around with three pounds of the stuff has not. In fact, it gives people like law enforcement and judges the impression that you might be looking to sell the stuff. And I don't know where they get these crazy ideas, but this could potentially affect your value in the free agent market. And really, isn't that the most important thing? I certainly think so. Bottom line is, if you must drive with three pounds of weed in the car, make multiple trips. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The Craftsman 16-gallon wet-dry vac is 100 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. So is the Craftsman 6-gallon pancake air compressor. Tons of great tool deals right now at Rocky's. Check them out on the flyer, which you'll find in the store, on the app, or at Rockies.com. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 85-ish. For the high for today with lots of sunshine in the forecast. Same for tomorrow, same for Thursday, Friday. We might get some rain. You know, before you get into whatever you're going to get into over there, I uh, have to point this out uh, that two out of three people on this show are radio employee deviants. The hell does that mean? So I, uh, I'm looking at uh, the way Outlook pops up on my screen. It, uh, it's uh, we had a reminder oh. from the boss last week about uh, taking these uh, these computer courses. Oh yeah that, yeah, that we do. And then I, I, I'm always up to date on mine. So uh, I didn't have to worry about when he said, "Please take a few minutes to catch up with your uh, computer learning courses." Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, "Well, I don't really think much of it." And then I just saw the Excel attachment oh yeah with all the people listed on here of their last login now uh if you scroll down to uh steve at rock 102.com that would be me yeah by the way uh nagel uh, comma steve last login on 510 and they give you the course name right okay but michael baxendale that's me and david coombs that's you uh you guys haven't logged in since March. Really? Yeah. 31622 for Dave and 31422 for Bax. I knew I'd been missing something. Well, let me tell you something. Let me give you a little insight as to uh, how I go about my business when it comes to these uh, courses. Uh, on the, what was it, March what, 15th, you said? March 14th. March 14th. Uh, I was behind uh, six of those online courses. I did all six mm. the same day. I just one after another. Like I'm knocking them out of the park. Wow, exciting day for you that day. Oh my god! Well, and, I, and I'll do the same thing mm-hmm. when uh, you know soon because I I can't stand the scrutiny. Well, I'm just pointing out that uh, you know you two lazy asses uh, have not caught up yet, mm. and it's uh, it's June. It's it's mid June for God's sakes. Yeah, um, I, I like to mix in my 
computer security learning with um, the July 4th holiday. I find that to be, you know, fireworks yeah. and security learning he go together. A, so he brings I'm up a good point. It. I'm saving it. Now, yeah. now wait a minute. Uh, now, I'm looking at your name here. Mm-hmm. Is your name Davis? That's my middle name, and that's where the Dave comes from. What's your first name? Layton. Layton. L-A-Y-T-O-N. It's a southern. I was born in North Carolina. You sh- you should use that. Leighton? Leighton Coombs. Better late than never. That's right. There you go. Well, it's too late now. I'm Dave. Or too late. Is or what that I'm is. hornblower sloppy nose. Sloppy, sloppy nose hornblower. That. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, my feeling is, uh, listen, I'm going to get all to it, but I carry such a burden carrying the two of you on my shoulders mm-hmm. all day long yeah. that uh, I don't have the time despair to to do uh you know like online training i am i am carrying way too much responsibility now uh you know the, the other funny thing is i'm the the lady upstairs in uh in hr yeah. hasn't done one since april what really? the hell is this going on wow. i thought this was part of what your job all about you're telling everybody else to do it and mm-hmm. you're not doing it yeah is that to do as i say not as i do maybe you should not work with your door closed all day long well, that's because she's I've, dealing with very personal information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which involves everybody in the building. Yeah. But, uh, but you two rubes got to catch up here. Mm. Yeah, I'll, I'll get around to it. Maybe. Catch up or cats up, by the way? Which one is that? I wasn't talking about condiments. Oh. I was talking yeah, about right. uh, getting up to date on your computer courses. Yeah. All right. So as you know, last week I was off on Friday going to a radio convention. Oh, where you... Uh, where you go and you kiss other radio people and say, oh, my God, you're so beautiful. He I did, wish I was you. He no. did get a hug from a big radio executive he I, told me yeah, about. Yeah, Who? Like a big, uh, huh? Which which radio executive? A guy named Mike McVeigh. Where, does, a, where does he work for? Oh, uh, who hasn't he yeah. worked for? He's, big. He's, he's a big dude. He's big. Yeah, he's yeah. a big time guy. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not here to brag. <laughs> what I'm here to say is uh, in order to make this happen, I had a drive from Hamden to Long Island mm-hmm. and back to Hamden so I could get back in time for a graduation slash birthday party right. on Sunday in Rehoboth, my hometown. I see where you're going with this. So from so from Hamden to Long Island, mm-hmm. Long Island to Hamden, mm-hmm. Hamden to Rehoboth, Rehoboth back to Hamden. How much? 402 <laughs> miles I put on my okay. car over the weekend. Yep. Yeah. Now, uh, I actually drove my wife's car mm-hmm. uh because uh, mine needs a little bit of maintenance and i haven't gotten around to scheduling it yet right so uh i drove her jeep which has a much bigger tank much more expensive to fill mm-hmm. i had to fill it twice which means it was about 180 dollars in total for costly gasoline now there uh now i don't know about you but i'm finding gas to be suddenly very expensive. Yeah, $5 a gallon or so here in the Bay State. And so, wait, first of all, you can write that off, I think, as a business trip expense. Yeah, uh, I have tried doing that, but when uh, when during the Trump years, mm. and I don't want to get political here, but you know, they, they removed that non- uh, that uh, unreimbursed business expense mm. from the ability. I wasn't able to write those off because I've always written those off. Second, anyway. second of all, let me just say, yes. because you're a big radio star who's soon to be inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame, yes. 
you could hire a driver to do this for you, and you could have relaxed in the luxury of a limo, mm. probably, and well, gone to your radio conference. You're very loose with my with my expenses, aren't you? You got <laughs> a real aggressive stance. Again, when it comes write to it that. off. Doesn't write the, it off. The company doesn't pay for you to go to this thing. <laughs> You're hilarious. No, they don't. No, of Why course not? not. This is on me. I don't because I don't want. I don't really ask anymore. Yeah, I don't but ask it, but it, but it's a part. You're if you're going to do something that is related to this business, and that's something that might enhance your uh, performance on this show, sure. then they should. Sure, you well, hit up the general manager right. later today. Go ask Dave. Say, hey, listen, listen. Can I get uh, reimbursed for the, this? The fact that he lets me take this day off as a work day, mm -hmm. so I don't lose a vacation time or personal time. Mm -hmm. That's all the expense I and, need. That's and all they I should need. pay for your dinner and your uh, transportation and uh, your gasoline. I did have an awful good dinner. I really I did bet. on Thursday. Yeah. Ooh, man, a Brazilian steakhouse. Yeah. So good. I had a Brazilian wax on Thursday. Was that the same thing? Not exactly the same thing. Far less hair on the, on the plate. Ah. Uh -huh. But uh, awful good. They kept coming out with like one, like one kind of meat after another. Yeah. Do you do the green disc and the red disc to let them know that you're? That's exactly the place. You're still good to go if you want the green, and then yeah, flip it over if you want to stop for a little bit. The, the problem is it just kept it kept yeah. coming at a, at a pace that I couldn't eat fast enough. Well, you got to flip it over and go red for a while. Then. Well, I, I did, and then I flipped it over to green, and then it was like you know one mm. one meat product after another. Yeah. Freaking delicious, but oh my god, it was like uh, it was. <laughs> It was like, like the, the I Love Lucy episode where yeah. the candy just keeps on coming off the conveyor get, belt. Yeah. You know, oh. I, I got a buddy who stole one of those green red discs, by the way, and he uses it at home to indicate sex activity with his wife. How does like, that work? Right there on the bed stand. Yeah, I bet that's very effective. I, yeah. He says it is. So I'm, my, I'm sure it hasn't been used at all. <laughs> right. Yeah. So my point is this. It's 108, 100 and, mm -hmm. what did I say? 180 dollars to fill mm -hmm. up the gas tank twice mm -hmm. to go and, and do this. In the month of May, gas prices the just it's now five dollars a gallon. But if you go to other parts of the country, like you know, say like Long Island, mm -hmm. the least you could get gas was like five fifteen mm -hmm. a gallon, right? And uh, and everything is is jumping now. There are, there are a number of products that because inflation is affecting it uh, are really starting to to we're starting to really feel this now. Now you're starting to see. Everything. Natural gas increased 8% last month. Uh, electricity jumped 1.3% last month. Uh, and it's not just the United States. In fact, the United States is kind of like in the middle mm -hmm. as far as where it falls on you know, how it's being hit by inflation. Thank God we don't live in Zimbabwe where you got to sell your toes in order to get stuff. Right. Eggs, for example. Uh, the price jumped 2.9% in May. Now, that may not seem like much until you're buying the eggs and you realize, hey, how come these goddamn eggs are so freaking expensive? But you know what? No, no one can afford 2.9% worth of eggs. Yeah. I, I bought eggs over the weekend, cooked some scrambled eggs for me and my friend on Sunday morning. And if you really want the eggs or you want the gas, what does it matter what you're paying? Figure out a way to make it work somehow. Well, if everything you're buying yes. is more expensive, mm -hmm. Dave, it ain't just about the <laughs> yeah. eggs. It's about everything. <laughs> 
plane tickets. That, that's actually a nice philosophy for somebody who sounds like somebody who doesn't really care about how much they're spending. Yeah, that, that's, that sounds like someone who's put their head in the <laughs> sand and isn't paying attention to how much is being poured out of their system. My divorce is complete recently. I got no expenses. Whatever, no, but there's a man. lot of people out there who have families and yes. they have to pay bills and, and, and it gets tough and uh, people get into debt mm-hmm. for this kind of thing. Airfare jumped 12.6% last month i'll tell you right now i am off the airline thing forget it there's right. no there's no way in hell I, I my sister's a flight attendant and she's like they're canceling these things left and right because they they don't have enough people to show up for the flights so here's like the pilots and all that yep. stuff. so here's where it's going to get scary because this is only going to get worse because it jumped 12.6 percent in the cost of may but jet fuel jumped up 18.6 percent which means at some point soon and I'm going to assume probably this summer, you'll feel yeah. it this month and, and next month when people are taking vacations, mm-hmm. you're going to find that the cost is going to jump up to take care of the difference between the two. And probably they'll start employing pilots like Ted Stryker to uh, pilot the plane, and then you're in trouble. Yeah, but I, I'm going to guess uh, that's not going to be very helpful. You know what happened to him over Macho Grande. <laughs> you yes. never got over Macho Grande. We don't talk about Macho Grande. Um. There was something I was going to say about that now that we we derailed it with oh, the, the airline thing. These a-holes got bailed out during the pandemic when nobody was flying and they they were allowed to stay open on our dime. Mm-hmm. And now they're jacking the cost of a price of a ticket mm-hmm. on top of the fuel surcharge. I'm it's, sorry. Have you not spent any time in the planet Earth before? No, because that's what I, always happens. Well, at least I can pay for my tank of gas with my dividends from my Exxon stock that I got yesterday because uh, I bought in it like, uh, you know, uh, I think it was like $60 a share a couple of years ago. And Rents are up 5.5% from a year ago. Mm-hmm. Rent. You know, there's a, there's a housing problem in this, in this country right now. Right. There's not enough available housing. So if you're below a certain level and they've just raised your rent 5.5%, may not seem like a, a lot on paper, but when everything else is costing you more, including what you're going to have for breakfast with them damn eggs, yeah. now you're talking about serious problems. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, the economy isn't just one or two things that go up and it hurts us all. Right. The cost of milk is up. Meat is up. You know, things that that we're, you know, we're needing to survive, it's all bitten jacked. Wait, but the stock market is down. Oh, wait, that's a bad thing. It is a bad yeah. thing. Mm. And the Fed, <laughs> the Federal Reserve is going to start to yeah. jacking around with it. And it's going to wind up affecting each and every one of us. It, it already is affecting each and every one of sure. us. You know, I mean, I didn't buy milk this week because I didn't want to, because I was like, I, I'm almost willing to have some spoiled milk just to save a few bucks. Why not? Why not? You can milk anything with nipples. Milk your own. Listen, I tried. Not producing. (laughs) No. No, my memory glands haven't dropped in years. Mm -hmm. So these are tough times. And I'm just saying, you know, if if you're feeling it the way all of us are feeling it, we're in for a bumpy couple of months. You know Mm. what we can uh, see the return of this year, though? What? Uh, remember the little business card that people used to pass out around Christmas time? It says, money's short, times are hard. Here's your effing Christmas card. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait till that returns. Man, I love uh, old 80s passed around jokes. Great stuff. It's 626 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. What's that on your face? Uh, ketchup. Eight with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. We're going to have pretty good weather today. Pretty much for the rest of the week until Friday when we get about 40% chance of rain then. But uh, then the weekend looks good too. So, hey, enjoy.
Today I Learned brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car whether you trade it or not. And now it's time for Today I Learned on Beck, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Wait, is that the comic book guy from Simpsons or not? No, or that, no. Or is yeah. it it's our, own, is it's that our st- own comic book guy. <laughs> or is it the stapler guy from... Uh, <laughs> Office, well, office space. Actually, yeah, that would be a cross between the <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, today I learned. Uh, today I learned that the uh, the New York Mets mascot, Mister Met, mm-hmm. was replaced for one season in 1979 hmm. by a live mule named Metal the Mule. Wow. Do you remember this uh, growing up in your youth? Do no. not remember Metal the Mule. No. I was uh, I was one when that happened, so I'm not really sure. I would have been in college when that happened. The uh, team finished the uh, season with the worst record in their division, and the average attendance was the lowest in Mets history, which would That's continue for 40 more years <laughs> after. Well, Which yeah. would explain why nobody yeah. noticed the mule. Yeah. So the, uh, the mule. Why would you change something? Because Mr. Met wasn't working. It was providing no real benefit. But Mr. Met is still the the mascot now. Yep. And by the way, it's just like a baseball head, Mr. Met, right? Just yeah. a, a head. Yeah. The yeah. head is a baseball, and that's it. Uh, and the mule, uh, the mule uh, died. The mule's dead. On the field? No. I, that would have been funny, though. That would have been, well, I mean, if you're a mule lover, probably not as funny, but Imagine for the rest a, of us. But the mule getting knocked out by a pitch. You know like what I mean? Like a foul ball. Yeah. It's yeah. hit right in the coconut. Oh, you hit me right in the ass. You see? You see in what the I ass. Did? You right, see yeah. what I did there? Because a mule is known as an ass. And that is today <laughs> I learned. All right. <laughs> Coming up next in the news. Nude. More bad news about the economy. Straight ahead on Rock. Just about 6.33. We're back, Steve and Dave on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. Whether you trade it or not, it's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. As a follow-up to Steve's Today I Learned segment, even though the Mets did change mascots at one point during their history, they still have the same theme song. Meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets. Bring your kiddies, bring your wife, guaranteed to have the time of your life because the Mets are really sucking the ball. It seems to be working because the Mets have the best record in the National League this year, by the uh, way. Uh, uh, almost as good as your Yankees, by the way, Steve. Uh, uh, Bax, can, yes. you, uh, can you turn up my uh, computer here? Because uh, this yes. is the song that I remember uh, from my youth when, when, they were, when they kicked the crap out of the Red Sox in mm-hmm. the World Series okay. back in 1986. <sighs> Do you remember this one? Uh, no. I, this is uh, the official theme song of the 1986 World Champions. Really? Let's go Mets. Go ahead, Doc. Yeah? See Doc Gooden right there? Mm-hmm. Throwing baseball cards down at a bunch of kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, nice 80s vibe to it. Yeah, like scandal. Yeah! Diving for baseball. Come on! Is that Pat Benatar? No, I don't think so. I don't think it was Pat Benatar. Let's go! Yeah. 
Let's go. Does this kick in at some point? <laughs> oh, it, it kicks in. This is, it already kicked in. What are you talking about? It kicked about? in a minute ago. Yeah. I've I've heard quite enough out of this. This is this is a this is terrible. Hey, what's that straw out of Daryl Strawberry's nose? What is, <laughs> Why is he wearing that? I don't know. He he likes being a goofball, doesn't he? He really does. <laughs> All right. So we began with a follow up on today. I learned about the Mets. We'll also follow up on Bax's diatribe about higher prices, gas prices now topping five dollars a gallon. And Western Mass News has a report about how. More drivers are running out of gasoline. So more calls to AAA. The higher the gas prices go, the lower the needle on the gas gauge goes for many drivers. This is because they're not filling up enough because they can't afford it. Or they're pushing the gas a little further than they should. Mm. And they end up running out more crisis calls to AAA because of people running out of gas. Were we talking about this last week where, I don't know if it was you or somebody else saying... That they uh, what they do is they'll they'll put uh, they'll fill up their gas tank to half. My my son has done that. He calls it hypermiling, by the way, where you get more out of your gas tank because your car isn't as heavy, and so now, you get better gas mileage. It's a, it's of that. a total psychological ploy mm. because you think you're putting gas in your car and saving money, but you're still going to wind up running out of gas. So you're wind up spending exactly the same amount of money on gas. But more frequently, mm. so you're not really getting ahead of anything. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, full tank, half tank thing. Hypermiling, I think it's called. Yeah, is that true though? That it would that it would well, save well, gas, well, or is it, it makes the way sense. some of these hybrid cars that they make that it really doesn't matter? It would make sense though, if like for instance, if you're not as heavy as a human being, you're able to move your body more efficiently. Same thing would apply. To a heavier car, you're going to get less miles per the gallon in a heavier car than you would in a lighter car. Okay. See, but Dave, if I were a machine, mm-hmm. say for let's just say for the sake of argument mm-hmm. that I am an automobile, uh, based on that, uh, I would probably be in a uh, auto junkyard somewhere, just being used for parts. Don't sell yourself short. Come oh on. no, 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 no! I'm actually being quite kind. As opposed to being you know left on the side of the road and burned for the insurance money. Right. I could see that happening. The Greenfield Police Department also tightening its belt. Effective for fiscal 2023, their budget's going to get slashed by almost half a million bucks. Other changes facing the Greenfield Police Department could include laying off seven junior officers, dismantling the detective bureau, and also the elimination of the canine program with the Greenfield Police. People are upset in Greenfield. So what are you going to do with the dogs? They're going to send them out for, uh, uh, you know, they're all going to be like hanging out at like VFW halls or you know going out drinking or you know, doing what uh, Playing the a dice. lot of former police do. Mm-hmm. Rolling the dice. <laughs> Signing so, the book. They wind up getting jobs yeah. at, like, like at security desks. Be a lot of German shepherds smoking cigarettes on the street corner. That's it. Due to higher fuel costs, the Greenfield Police Department is cutting staffing from four single-officer cruisers to two double-officer cruisers, as well as limiting cruise mileage to trips that are absolutely necessary. You know, I was reading an article the other day, and this is this is a problem all over the country. Mm-hmm. 
nobody wants to be a cop these days. Right. So there's like yes. there's like there's nobody who wants to go to the police academy. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be a cop because of the kind of scrutiny they'd be under. And it's maybe the hardest job in the world. What about uh, Tackleberry and? Uh... Uh, yeah, I think even even Tackleberry would have a hard time uh, in today's society of police. You know, Tackleberry was the original Officer Bumbles because he had all those guns. And You're absolutely like, right. Firing them off. Now that you uh, now that you mention it, yeah. Not only does no one want to be a cop these days, apparently someone doesn't want to be superintendent of schools for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Springfield. Daniel Bellargian announcing yesterday he's stepping down this summer after just four years. He's going to remain in the Catholic school's office through this summer as the Springfield Diocese conducts a national search for his replacement. So that's a big job that's open. Anyone want that? No, I'm not qualified for that. I don't think any of us would be qualified to do that Mm. after a two-year absence because of the pandemic springfield restaurant week coming back june 17th through the 26th and so is the worthy brew fest on worthington street that's That's happening this saturday also after a two-year absence it's described here as a quote intimate four-hour sampling of some of the area's finest craft brews and a lot of restaurants involved with that as well have you guys been to that Worthy, worthy? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Worthy? Yeah. Well, coming back. It's a nice event. As long as we're speaking about food, Julian Penna, Enfield's own cook at the Longhorn Steakhouse, he placed third overall nationally in the Longhorn Steakhouse's fifth annual Steakmaster Series. Is this all the main chefs from all the Longhorns? Yes. He won over $2,500 over the course of the competition. Third overall, again, out of a 1,000 competitors nationwide. On your marks. Microwave set. Go! Oh, that is a direct jab to Julian Penna, man. Uh, they, Longhorn. They, no, they don't, they don't defrost their steaks like that. <laughs> this guy is a pro, Steve. Come on, man. He started off, by the way, as a salad and fry station cook back in 2014 at Longhorn. And apparently he just learned... The whole grill thing from watching others. One day, a team member went on leave, and he goes, hey, let me, let me try that job there. And they let him, and he's been their steak master ever since. You know, the, the key to those steaks over mm-hmm. there is they put a lot of salt and a lot of butter on them. Okay. Well, good, that'll make any steak taste better. Nothing wrong. I think they use that even in the finer steakhouses, by the way. They use that butter. So that Brazilian place I went to, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's two locations in Massachusetts, but they're both in the Boston area. There's being you know, Burlington and Boston. Anyway, uh, they had on the menu uh, steaks, uh, the, the the Wagyu beef steaks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, I chose not to get that because mm-hmm. that steak would have been $160 had I uh, had I ordered that. Well, you could just get the Wagyu steak from Arby's now instead, yeah, right? No, yeah, please. <laughs> Please now you now you're talking crazy talk, but uh, you know for like a hot second I thought, you know I've never had a hundred and sixty dollar steak. I wonder what a hundred and sixty dollar steak tastes like. Mm-hmm. You know what stopped me from uh, actually ordering it? Why didn't you do it? The fact it's a hundred and sixty dollars. Okay, well that's. But wise. I really you know I really mm-hmm. wanted to know what would a hundred and sixty dollar steak really be all this, about. This is why you should have the company pay for everything. I don't know why you're not doing that because you know it's never been offered. Um. All right. I mean, they haven't offered that kind of thing in. I think the last time they paid for everything was uh, the last time we went to Montreal. 
and oh. we expensed the whole damn thing. That's how long ago it's been. Well, that's why when we went out to lunch that time, I ordered as much food as I possibly could to take home with me later. Yeah. Because yeah, I can enjoy it on their dime later. We may be overdue. Yeah, because that was that Chinese restaurant you're talking about. But that was like a long time ago. That was when we first started this show together. How long is that now? What have we? What date have we reached in our anniversary? Here? Uh, we're uh, three we're months, three in? and a half months. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Time. I, I think we can. I think we can get them to pay for another seventy dollar lunch. Do we have to go together? <laughs> no, we can go to separate places. <laughs> yeah, we just go to separate places. <laughs> go to, and maybe we'll FaceTime and uh, real quick. We'll yeah, FaceTime. like four or five seconds, yeah. and then we'll we'll go. All right. That sounds good to me. 643 with back Steve and Dave. Got a mass hat coming up on Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Will. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 650 and The Doors. We're back, Steve and Dave, on Rock 102. It is uh, going to be nice and sunny today with a high of 83. Uh, tomorrow, sunny and a high of 81. It's 59 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, you don't always have to listen live to the uh, Back Steve and Dave show. In fact, uh, there are many times that, that might not be convenient for you. So you check out the daily podcast. You listen to it at your own at your own pace when you want. You can pause it, walk away from it, come back to it later. Listen on your phone, your tablet, your smart speaker, what have you. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest is Colin Newman from the band Wire. Really interesting conversation with uh, uh, a legendary uh, guy from uh, from Wire, Colin Newman. Uh, and it's all available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. And Steve, you're doing something. I got a podcast now, too. How about it's that? It's like really? we're all having podcasts. Wow. Yeah. Uh, this one's called Nagel Mind Your Business. And we kind of take a look into local businesses and mm. uh, find out the like you know the backstory on how these places were created. Cool, right? Yeah, your first one went up uh, yesterday. Yep, and uh, we talked a lot about cannabis, so you can check that out at rock102.com. And here's here's uh, here's something I noticed mm-hmm. by the way, uh, when we put up these podcasts, they go into not just SoundCloud, but they go to like iTunes and Stitcher and uh, Spotify, Spotify. Spotify. Mm-hmm. Spotify, uh, you can modify the speed in which it's played back. Hmm. So if you put it at point, uh, 0.5, it sounds like I'm really trashed, and it sounds hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's actually much better yes, if you slow it down Yes, it's much better when you slow it down Yeah, that's so awesome. Check that out at uh, rock102.com. It's funny you say that, because back in Syracuse when I was working for a radio station, we did a live remote, and we had like sort of a delay, mm-hmm. you know, like in your headphones yeah, yeah, where yeah. you was like a second and a half delay, and so I couldn't catch up, and I sounded this way, and the owner of the station came up to me at the broadcast and said, I heard it. And then somebody slapped you on the back, and you stuck that way for the rest of your career. No, but <laughs> the, the owner actually congratulated me. He goes, you sound drunk, and it's great for rock and roll business See? on our well, classic rock People station. like drunk people. Yes. Maybe we should get you stewed more often. All right, we'll bring it on. Very good. 652 with back Steve and Dave. Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat. Luke Cody tried to burn down a white castle in St. Louis earlier this week. Why would you try to do that to a nice place like a white castle? Right? 
He's a 46-year-old guy. He walked into the White Castle in St. Louis brandishing a knife and some lighter fluid, threatening to blow it up right in downtown St. Louis. Happened on the 800 block of South Broadway. Happened at 10.50 in the morning. Is there any even business going on? What, what time does a White Castle even open? Oh, 10.30 in the morning. There's some that are open 24 hours really? a day. Really? You yeah. can, like, bre- do they have breakfast items at White Castle? Or can I, you don't, just... I don't think so. I think it was, uh, like, well, I, I know the one in Vegas was open, like, 24 hours a day, huh. but that's Vegas, too. Okay. So I don't know uh, if there's other locations that are open that late. Yeah. Well, when he walked in, he told employees and customers that in addition to blowing up the restaurant, he planned on killing everybody inside. Again, he had a knife. And he had lighter fluid. So did he get some free burgers out of it? Because that would have been a way to do it. It doesn't say. He tried to barricade the restaurant's doors with chairs and then began pouring lighter fluid on the front counter and on a dining room table. And then he couldn't get his damn lighter to work. That's always the way. Right? Honestly, though, I mean, you know, know, most towns don't have more than one White Castle Mm -hmm. location. And you're going to and you want to burn it to the ground. Yeah. Please, I've been to the one in St. Louis. It's Have you? palatial. Yeah. No, they all <laughs> the same as everything else. All, they all look like a castle, but nevertheless, yeah, I've been there. I've grabbed my sliders and went. There's mm-hmm. something about those little burgers that are delicious. And you know, there's another chain down south called Crystals, which is exactly like White Castle. Mm. It's just a different name, yeah. and they have the same little hamburgers, mm. and they're really, really good. The only thing I've ever blown up after a White Castle is a bathroom somewhere else after eating at the White Castle. Mm. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You kind of expect it. Didn't I ever tell you that time uh, a bunch of my buddies went down to New York City for uh, to do stand-up comedy, and then we uh, four guys stayed in a hotel room, mm-hmm. uh, one sleeping on a chair, one, you know, two sleeping in the separate beds, uh, you know, we're all over the floor and mm-hmm. everything. But we had gone and drank lots and lots of beer. Sure. And also went to a White Castle afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was the most putrid smelling room the next day. Oh, yeah. That I, it was just disgusting. It yeah. was absolutely disgusting. It doesn't uh, It doesn't digest well, but no. they are delicious going down. By the way, there is a breakfast menu at the White Castle. Really? Oh, yes. Shut the front door. Absolutely. What what what's on there? Do you have uh, details uh, on that? Well, they got the uh, the breakfast slider, which is egg, cheese, and uh, like the little extraordinarily thin sausage or okay. bacon. Okay. Uh, there's also the uh, the uh, two breakfast toast. Uh, there's also the breakfast toast sandwich, mm-hmm. which is a sandwich made with toast. And they also, uh, yeah, it's mostly they, have, they got the hash brown nibblers. You can get a Danish for a buck twenty nine. Try to find a Danish for that. Uh, for that low price yeah, but it's point, it's probably the size of a dime. Sure, but you're still having a Danish at the White Castle. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Can't I don't beat s- that. I don't see any Danish in front of us right now. Mm. Well, we I should. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind something from the breakfast menu at White Castle right this very second. But we don't have one lo- close by, right? That is the problem. There yeah. needs to be a White Castle. We have we have other places that have uh, breakfast items that and yet, could bring this here. I and, see. And, Nothing in front of us. I have a I have a coffee that's got like three sips left to it. I don't know what I'm going to do. We have a 102. <laughs> These are tough times. They are tough times. We have a 102 second sportscast coming up in front of us in just a couple of minutes, and, and all about a racehorse who's gone viral for a hilarious reason. And then we had a special guest. Is it is it coming up in, in the seven o'clock hour? Yeah, uh, State hey. Senator Eric Lesser. Oh, yeah. Eric Lesser. Yes, yeah. I thought you meant uh, Tony Ravosic. No, that's the that's the special one. Oh, uh, we got we got a we got a load of great guests coming up. Loads of them. Straight ahead on Rock 102. 
Hey, Springfield kids, you need to know your father is... Bird Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the Boston Red Sox become the only thing that give you joy, then you know things are looking pretty bleak. You see, the Red Sox are the only Massachusetts professional sports team that didn't choke all over themselves, but that's mostly because they didn't play yesterday. Now, the truth is there's 61 games into a 162-game schedule. In other words, there's a lot more baseball to go around. But in basketball and minor league hockey, you no longer have the luxury of enjoying meaningless games on your schedule. For example, last night the Springfield Thunderbirds lost to the Laval Rocket in Game 6 by a final score of 5-1. to one. This now forces the series into a 7th and deciding game tomorrow night at the Mass Mutual Center, the winner of which will go on to the Calder Cup Finals to face either the Chicago Wolves or the Stockton Heat. Meanwhile, as the Thunderbirds were busy getting smoked, the Golden State Warriors are busy uh, dismantling the Boston Celtics in the NBA Finals. Last night, the Celtics lost 104-94 in Game 5. Golden State now leads that series three games to two thanks to another collapse in the second half. Golden State can finish off this series Thursday night when Game 6 comes to Boston. Again, the Thunderbirds and the Celtics don't really have the luxury of too many more opportunities here. You either win or that's pretty much it. Again, when the fourth place Boston Red Sox are the only thing that brings immediate happiness to your life, then it's time to reconsider the things that you are placing value in. Personally, I'd rather have the Red Sox lose every game this week if it meant that the Celtics and Thunderbirds could win. Obviously, the world doesn't work out that way. But at this very moment, I would be willing to make those kinds of sacrifices if only the Celtics and Thunderbirds could stop losing during crucial season-altering situations. Is that asking too much? I don't think so. But hey, enough of my yappings. Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Benjamin Moore Paint. Cabot Stains. They're only sold at independent service-oriented retailers like Rocky's Ace Hardware. You know who doesn't sell those uh, those kinds of products? The non-independent service-oriented retailers out there. You know who I'm talking about. You can get that stuff. Benjamin Moore and Cabot Stains. Good people paint people in rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102. Highs in the low to mid-80s today with lots of sunshine and a few clouds as well. Maybe some rain on Friday, but pretty good the rest of the week. You know, these state senators grow up so fast, Bex. Uh, one day you're graduating eighth grade from Longmeadow Middle School, and uh, the next you're at a 55 and over event <laughs> at Western New England College. It happens so fast, it's all a blink of an eye. Uh, state Senator Eric Lesser is on the phone with us. Good morning, sir. How are you? <laughs> Quite the intro. Good morning. Well, hey, you know. <laughs> he fig- Steve figured you'd like that one. Yeah. So, so uh, this uh, <laughs> this fifty five uh, Thrive After fifty five Health and Wellness Fair has uh, been pretty uh, popular over the over the years. Tell us about what's uh, what's coming up on uh, on Friday with this. Yeah, of course. Well, well. Speaking of state senators, I mean this this fair goes way back even to Brian Lee's, who got it started a, a long, long time ago, and we kind of revived it. Uh, after uh, after I took office eight years ago. Oh, you weren't we even are born back. then. <laughs> yeah, I was I was uh, not even a twinkle in my parents' eyes. <laughs> but uh, uh, but in in all seriousness, you know, it was tough the last two years. We obviously had to do it remote because of COVID. But it's back in person. We're going to be at the Western New England campus at Rivers Auditorium. 1215 Wilbraham Road, not this Friday, next Friday, June 24th, 
10 a.m. to 2 p.m. We're going to have first-come, first-served box lunches for people, uh, so there'll be a free lunch for people to enjoy. We've got tons of raffle and door prizes we're going to be handing out. We're partnering with Mass Appeal and with uh, Health New England on it, and we're going to have a bunch of presenters. Uh, the great Sheila Magalies from Heart Song Yoga is going to be doing a, a yoga demonstration for everyone. We're going to have nutrition presentations. We're going to have a presentation from the Council on Aging. We're going to have Vanessa Ford from the Springfield Cultural Council giving people an update on concerts and arts and cultural happenings all summer. Uh, and we're going to have a savvy seniors presentation from the Attorney General's office. There's also going to be a lot of local organizations, nonprofits, government agencies that are going to be tabling at the event. We have dozens coming uh, that are going to be providing information on health, on wellness, on RMV issues, uh, on easy pass questions, on mass health, you name it. So it'll be a great day, lots of activity, lots of people coming and going. Now, this is uh, the last two years this was held virtually because of uh, because of COVID, but on Friday it's going to be at, uh, at Western New England University from, uh, from 10 until 2, right? Yep, next Friday, June 24th. The 24th. Yeah, fr- Friday, yeah, Friday, June 24th, 10 to 2. And uh, in previous years, we've gotten hundreds and hundreds of people. So we're expecting a big crowd. You don't need tickets. You don't need to register. You can just show up anytime between 10 to 2. If you want a lunch, come early because it's first come, first serve for the, for the lunches. But, oh, uh, I'm beating it to it, pal. Bl- <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be doing blood pressure screenings. We're going to have presentations. Uh, we're going to have tables set up from, the, from Gandhara Center, from... Uh, from the uh, Center for Human Development. There's going to be a big uh, table there from Health New England to help with uh, health care questions people have. We're going to have a bunch of different state agencies, the PVTA, MassDOT, and the RMV will be there to answer questions. Uh, we're going to have the YMCA of Springfield and Scantic uh, Wilbraham there. We're going to have Valley Eye Radio, Valley Opportunity Council. So it's really one-stop shopping. If you've got anything you need <laughs> or have questions, mm about services or things that uh, you need help with, this is the place to go. This is uh, State Senator Eric Lesser on the phone with us. Now, obviously, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the big white elephant in the room is that you're also running for lieutenant governor. And I, and I know that, uh, that you, you, just running a statewide campaign is a little bit different than running for state senate in, in Western Mass. And to be able to do you know, events like this and to be involved in, in other things is a, is a pretty tall order for anybody. But as far as you're know, running for, uh, you know, lieutenant governor, are you at the point now where you are starting to circulate statewide at this point, or is it still a little too early in the process to begin doing that? Because I got to assume there's a lot of people, say, like in the Boston area, that don't know very much about Eric Lesser as opposed to other candidates that may be out there. Oh, no, absolutely. We, we're moving around a lot. So, yeah, it's a lot of double, uh, you know, multitasking. Uh, but, for example, this past weekend I was at the Bunker Hill Day Parade in Charlestown. We marched in that, got a really great reception. I was in Arlington for a Pride, a pride event in uh, the Arlington Town Common, uh, did an event in Wellesley. The day before that, this past Saturday, uh, I was at a March for Our Lives event in Boston and was also in Methuen. Uh, for a city democratic breakfast they were having, and then also marched in the Worcester 300th birthday parade, which was fun. So uh, moving all over, uh, and this week we're, we're moving around as well. I'll be in Boston tomorrow. 
Uh, of course, we've still got the Senate work going on. We've got a lot of uh, a busy agenda there. And, of course, we've got the, the local work happening with the senior fair and everything else. So wearing a lot of hats, uh, you know, spinning a lot of plates, but it's been fun. And, uh, you know, I think people actually, even in the Boston area, are, are very interested in and believe that we need balance in our state. We need geographic balance in our ticket. We need to make sure that we've got a ticket, that we've got uh, leaders that are speaking to all of our different regions. So I, I see a lot of enthusiasm, for example, for West East Rail everywhere I go. I was in Watertown a few weeks ago, got a standing ovation, um, even though that mm-hmm. might not be a place that people immediately associate, you know, enthusiasm. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. That was that a standing ovation or <laughs> they're just a lack of chairs? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were sitting, believe it or not. Mm. Set up. Congratulations. <laughs> Did, did they just it do a slow clap and, do, and move their hands in a circle for a round of applause? <laughs> golf clap. Yes, yeah, golf clap. there you go. Well, yeah, you know, we, the, the East-West Rail thing, how many years have we been talking about this? Like, why does it take so long? Why do we have to have all these studies? We already know the benefits of what this could bring to this region, yet we still haven't made any progress on it. Well, I think the reason is because for a long time, it just hadn't been a priority for the people at the very top. It hadn't been a priority for governors, hadn't been a priority for State Department of Transportation. I mean, just just look at recent years, the projects that you have seen happen, the Green Line extension in Somerville, you know, for the, for the T. That finally got done after the top-level leaders said it was a top priority. Frankly, the big dig happened because you had Ted Kennedy and Michael Dukakis and Joe Mokley, who was a congressman from uh, from South Boston at the time, you know, saying this has to get done, or we're we're not doing anything else. Uh, you now have finally seen progress on rail to New Bedford and Fall River, the South Coast Rail, again after a line was kind of drawn, and the leaders at the absolute top said it has to happen. So, frankly, that's a big reason why I'm running backs because I think we need we need to have leadership statewide that's putting the needs of Western Mass and Central Mass and, frankly, Boston uh, at the center of decision-making. And I'm just not going to let it rest. We're not going to take no for an answer. We've got the money in the Biden infrastructure bill now. Congressman Neal has been a huge champion at making sure that that happens and getting that money secured. Now we need to see the state step up I, and I really s- make it a priority. I see you've been taking speaking lessons from Mr. Neal. Will you stop? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Uh, Senator, you mentioned President Biden a moment ago. You're a Democrat. We're talking with Eric Lesser on Rock 102. There was a feature article, front page of the New York Times on Sunday, about how many Democratic leaders aren't sure if President Biden should run again in 2024. How do you feel about that? Oh, I don't have. I'm focused on Massachusetts. I mean, I think that uh, he's going to make a decision with, you know, with his family and we'll see what happens. But, you know, I think we've got to get through the midterms. This is obviously a really hard period. You've got inflation at a 40 year high. Uh, we've got a lot of big challenges here that we've got to stay united and focused on. I'm, I'm focused, you know, on a state level on things that we can be doing, for example, to get more nurses trained to, to fix the backlog there. You and I, we've talked a lot over the years about advanced manufacturing, voc ed. We have huge shortages that are leading to, you know, price spikes because people can't find workers. So 
there's a lot we got to do. Like right now, we'll let we'll, we'll let President Biden make his own decisions about running for re-election. Eric, you know, we, we've talked to you about uh, the division between Western Mass and the eastern part of the state over and over again. You even mentioned it when you're talking about uh, commuter rail, and I and I believe that uh, that the problem is, is is undeniable. One of the issues that has come up especially over the last couple of years in Springfield, is the idea of the courthouse. Uh, you know, we have, we have time and time again seen how there is a, a significant health problem in that building. It seems like it's, it, the, the, the call to replace it or to, or, or, or to get a new courthouse has fallen on, on deaf ears. But if this problem were happening in Boston, they would have knocked that thing down already and built it. Uh, and that just seems to be, uh, you know, part and parcel for whatever happens between uh, anything west of, of Worcester. In your estimation, I mean, I realize in, in the state Senate, you're not the one, you know, making the making the calls here. But I, I mean, where do you see this thing going? Because it, it, to me, putting a, a fresh coat of, uh, of 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 kills primer on stuff doesn't get rid of the problem. Look, I mean, this is Exhibit A, right? The the issues at the courthouse are, you know, to use a legal term, talking about a courthouse. I mean, this is Exhibit A, right, of the of the disparity and the unfairness in how our state operates. I'd point out, you know, in, in Worcester, they have a very nice courthouse. They've had 16 years of lieutenant governors from the Worcester area, by the way. Uh, but um, this is also just one example of so many. Our our hospitals are paid less for the exact same procedures in Western Mass than in Eastern Mass. Our homeless shelters are reimbursed at lower rates here uh, than, in, than in other parts of the state. Uh, if you kind of go down the line on almost every issue, you see these disparities, specifically on the courthouse. I really applaud the, the employees and the lawyers that just finally said enough and sued. Uh, you know, they, they did reach a settlement on that lawsuit, which I think is going to help. Um, there is now a plan to make repairs, but we've got to stay focused on just replacing the building. Um, whether you replace it in that spot or you find a new spot to build it, uh, it has people have lost confidence. People are afraid to go in there, uh, and it's just another example of why we need higher level leadership. You know, on a statewide level, that's focused on the needs of regions uh, outside Boston. I mean that issue is so frustrating we continue to fall on deaf ears at the trial court at dcam in the governor's office uh but we're, we're not going to stop we're just going to keep we're going to keep that and i agree with you you can't just throw a fresh coat of paint on a building that people don't feel safe in uh so you know that lawsuit was i think a big milestone because they were able to reach a settlement there they were able to do a discovery process and get more information um and so we're, we're going to keep at it uh, State Senator Eric Lesser, uh, we appreciate the time this morning. Now, when you go to these uh, these older 55 and older events, they're like, oh, look at the little boy doing his Eagle Scout project. <laughs> Holy moly. He's, he's a good member of the community, that Derek boy, that Lesser boy. <laughs> You're probably the same age for crying out loud at this point. Uh, he's much younger than me. <laughs> the, uh, the Thrive in 55 Health and Wellness Fair happens on the 24th at Western New England University from uh, 10 until uh, 2. State Senator Eric Lesser, we appreciate the time today. Best of luck with the with the event. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's uh, 724 with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. GG Inks, screen printing and embroidery. They print their shirt on your back. Toolbox. Here's a gift card from Rocky's Ace Hardware. 
It's 727 with back Stephen Dave and Rock 102. Later on this morning around 845, we're going to talk to Tony Ravosa. Today is the day that they're going to announce the uh, the fundraising effort for the Andy E. Palliative uh, Care Unit at uh, at Mercy. Tony, Tony was joining us a couple weeks ago, talked about uh, the plans over there. Today is the day where they announce how they're going to pay for it. Pretty cool event and a, a very, very cool uh, plan for uh, for something named after uh, Andy E., who you know died just a little bit over a year ago so it's crazy to think it's been i know a year. yeah terrible loss but anyway uh yeah that's coming up around eight forty-five today with tony rabosa um hey last night i uh i went to my uh, my daughter had a playoff game for for softball Ooh, and against the uh the west uh, one of the westfield teams wait a minute now this is uh, the one the game that you told her ah eh, we don't have to win because then you got the rest of the season off that was your pep talk right that's you, what you were talking about yeah yesterday. and they followed through with that yeah 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 oh. they didn't win yeah, yeah listen it <laughs> I was so impressed by the way these girls played, like, you know, from the beginning of the season to now the end of the season. I mean, the score was 12 to 11. Ooh. So it wasn't like it was some sort of blowout. Yeah. I mean, they were uh, slugging the ball left and right, and uh, they played they played their hearts out, and they, and, they, and they did a great job, and they were upset that they didn't win. But, uh, you know, between the coaches volunteering their time and the, and the kids, you know, improving their game, it, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a good game. It's always a slight sense of relief, yeah. though, when uh, when the sports season ends. Well, I, I was I find I was like, oh no, we won't have to come back here for <laughs> at least September. Oh, what are we doing? What what, what will we do all summer long? <laughs> Swim season is over. <laughs> what? No, no, no oh, more no. dance. Oh, this is a tragedy. I'm going to have to find something to do with the six hours I'll lose uh, on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, I'm going but, to miss those days. Uh, but 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 congratulations to the uh, to both teams because uh, they really did they really did both play a good game. Well, I hope you uh, I hope you imparted the. The, uh, the life lessons that in situations such as these, there are no losers. These kids were swearing up and down, <laughs> left and right. There are no losers. There are just teams that could not score enough runs to win. Yeah, what is wrong with you? There you go. And they're and like, can you... we get ice cream? And I'm what? like, do you think you deserve ice cream after that performance? I don't think so. He answered my next question. Yeah. Oh, the ice cream? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you deserve to watch Dad eat ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to eat ice cream. I'm depressed from that horrible game I just watched. We're going to get the ice cream with the booze in it that we sampled. <laughs> there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. It's 729. News is next A Rock 102. McKinstry's Market Garden, where our motto is picked fresh daily. McKinstry? 731. With back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Mention Rock 102 and save $2,500 off the cost of labor during Yankee Homes. Thank you, America Sale, going on now through July 4th. Call Yankee Home and mention Rock 102 all month long. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. A man from Springfield arrested over the weekend for allegedly breaking into a vehicle on East Park Street. And according to the Springfield Police Department, officers on patrol heard the sound of glass breaking and saw the man later identified as 41-year-old Carlos Vergara. Not related, I guess, to Sophie Vergara? I'm not sure. From Modern Family? No, I don't think no, so. No. Same Sophia, name. Yeah, yeah no. they don't look anything alike. Anyway, he was partially inside a car when he was found by police. He attempted to get away on a bicycle before police detained him. <sighs> police seizing a screwdriver and other tools associated with the car break-ins. Get this, Vergara previously had 51 
adult arraignments, including 21 for past break-ins. So he, they finally got this guy. 41 years old yeah. with 51 arraignments. Mm-hmm. Man, you're uh, you're on track to become a real career criminal. Yeah. I'm going to guess he knows his all, knows all the judges by their first names. Well, he said uh, 10,000 hours makes you an expert at something. Mm-hmm. Well, he's an yeah, expert. Yeah, but, but, but 51 arraignments mm-hmm. suggests that he's not very good at this. I mean, you know, if listen, if you're committing crimes and you never get caught, right. you're a criminal genius. But if you're if you're committing crimes and you're always getting caught, to me that says, "Hey, you know what? Maybe it's time for me to look for another line of work." Sure. And if you break it down, Bax, he's 41 and they're talking about his adult problems. So, subtract the 18 years or so. I'm not good at math, but per year the amount well, of times they, he's gotten caught as as an adult. There's a chance that that information yeah. wouldn't be uh, made public because he was a juvenile at the right, time. But right. if you assume that from the age of 18, right, from the age of 18 to 41, and he's got 15 conviction, 51 convictions, mm-hmm. there's a chance he's not good at this. Maybe... Maybe being a law-abiding citizen is all this guy has to, to fall back on. Right. Well, uh, it was uh, Mayor Dom Dom yesterday uh, at the press conference talking about you know these these people who get let back out on the streets after you know he has a point you know you're trying to clean up the city you're trying to put these people away you got people you know neighbors you know doing the whole uh, I'm gonna cooperate with the police thing and then. Mm-hmm. These dingbats are back out on the street a day later. It's too so, bad that Massachusetts or the city of Springfield is not a uh, you know fifty-one strikes in your route uh, mm-hmm. state. Oh God, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? He would be really in trouble this time. <laughs> this yeah. this would be the one. But but, but you know, Dom's got a point. You know, it, it's the way the, these laws are written and the way you know things are are, are presented to the voters. Of how, like, you know, we should we should be changing these policies, but we don't. We continuously do this, and we put these people back out on the street with no repercussions. I'm no criminal justice uh, expert. In fact, uh, most of the times when we've uh, discussed criminal justice, my eyes tend to gloss over, and I you know start to uh, I, I start to lose my breath. But uh, you know, you know, here we are, a state where. You know, bail is not about, you know, whether you're uh, dangerous or not, but just to ensure that you're going to show up to court. We've talked about this before. Maybe it's time to reassess this seriously and realize, hey, you know what? If you don't keep these guys in, they're just going to come right back in a, a few days later, including this guy who's been arraigned 51 freaking times. As an adult. Yes. How so, many how many times has he pulled in as a juvenile? We don't know. Yeah, this isn't like you know we graduated from high school and they said so. What are you going to do in the fall? Mm. I think I'm going to start committing uh, crimes and have like a lifetime criminal record. I hope to. How, what do you see yourself doing in five years? Oh, I at least have at least uh, seventeen convictions ahead of me. Yeah, this algebra thing just ain't working out for no, me in school. Not, no, I need another line of work. And speaking of which, maybe this guy needs to go to a job fair. Mm. Perhaps. Oh, 55 and over coming up at the... He's getting close. He's <laughs> he 41. Is. He is. Yeah, by yeah, by could... the time he's 55, he could probably squeeze in another 20 convictions. His uh, mugshot looks like he's over the age of 60. So, yeah. Well. Yeah, you tend to age a little bit more when you're committing crimes. 
There's an opening at the superintendent of schools job for the Roman Catholic Diocese of Springfield. Daniel Bellargian announced yesterday stepping down this summer after four years. And so the Springfield Diocese conducting a national search for his replacement. Get your resumes in. He's going to remain in the office of the Catholic schools throughout the summer while the search is ongoing. Well, the stock market down again yesterday, some 800 plus points. And now we're officially in bear territory. And it's not just traditional stocks, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies collapsing. A major cryptocurrency lender effectively failed and halted all withdrawals. So there's like a run on Bitcoin. People trying to take all their money out. Mm -hmm. And so one of the companies that deals in that basically closed up shop. These meltdowns have erased tens of billions of dollars of investors' assets. And Bitcoin was down more than 16% yesterday. The Celsius Network announcing that it was pausing all withdrawals and transfers between mm. accounts in order to, quote, honor, over time, withdrawal obligations. Which means that, again, people mm. trying to get all their Bitcoin money out, <clears throat> there's not enough in there. So if you're one of those people trying to get your Bitcoin out of the Celsius Network, you might have to get in line. So here's the thing. We were talking about the the cost of inflation mm -hmm. a little while ago, yep. and uh, and I just you know <laughs> you mentioned you know how we're now in a bear market, mm -hmm. which by the way is not good. Uh, yeah, the bull I, is the good one, the bear is the bad one. I just uh, checked out what my four hundred one k is at. Oh, see, I won't do that. I don't like doing that, Bax. Well, see, so the app we have uh, with the, the the folks that uh, dismantle our four hundred one k shows that uh, since the first of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have only well, I don't, lost. La, 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 I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I've only lost twenty percent of its value. Uh, that's so, only twenty percent. Uh, yeah, and you know, you're, this is a long-term investment, yes. so you know, it'll bounce back. Sure. But I don't want it to affect the fact, uh, have any kind of uh, you know impact on the fact that I'm looking at retiring in three thousand three hundred seventy-nine days from well, today. But this is the time that when the next quarterly thing comes up, you should increase your contribution. Yeah. Yes. Well, see, the thing is. Uh, I I kind of am paying as much as I can to it. Are you maxed out? I'm a little bit maxed out. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I'm uh, I'm super maxed out. Well, now you got to now you got a super super max out and uh start putting your own money into yeah. some investments. Now, look at some of my other investments. Uh ooh, jeez. Ow. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. See, I just won't look. I don't look, Bax. I don't like looking when you're in bear territory like well, this. I look pure, purely out of a morbid curiosity. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to overreact. Mm. I'm not going to call uh, my financial advisor and say, uh, you know, you know yeah, I want to invest in frozen con concentrated orange juice. Mm. Get me the Dukes. Mm. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> that would not be how I uh, how I do things. I sit. I wait. I watch uh, the market move, and then and then you know I get into a fetal position and cry myself to sleep. You two guys are a couple of bookies. That's right. Here's a good story about the T in Boston. I know they have a green line. Do they have a yellow line in Boston with the T or not? Well, there's the red line, right? the orange line, yeah. the blue line, yeah. got the green line, yeah. got a purple line. Is there a yellow line? Well, couldn't you just take the green line? I suppose you could do that too. I only ask because they're putting in new urine detection sensors on the T, and they're going to be placed in four downtown elevators with the oh. MBTA. Well, those things will be busy. Yeah. The sensors alert transit ambassadors who can immediately dispatch a cleaning crew, according to a report from the Boston Herald. Where are they getting these people to work? 
Yeah, what, what kind of cleaning crew is readily available to just go clean up urine? The ones that are contracted to work for the MBTA. Uh, it's it's like we can't find people for jobs, you know, that uh, are that are definitely needed, you know. And then here you get this. Well, going on. This is a pilot program. These sensors on the ceilings of the elevators have an attached fan, which allows them to suck in the air and quote basically smell whatever is present in the elevator. And so the pilot program kicks off this August. Data will be collected for several months before the agency makes a decision about whether to implement mm. the urine mm. detection program fully by year's end. Yeah, we got to see how many people urinate in this thing before we actually spend yeah. money on it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've all ridden the T. Mm-hmm. We, we yeah. all know that mm-hmm. it is a human cesspool. Well, yeah. we, all, we all understand that. Yeah. It's, it's but always you're, But you're right. Who's, who's going to be applying for that gig? I'm telling you, man, I went to that uh, municipal parking garage in uh, Holyoke probably about five years ago now. Uh, yes. Not by choice. I just had to be, had some business con- to conduct. And uh, that that stairwell to go up to, what is it, High Street or something like that? Or mm-hmm. whatever the hell the name of the street is. It was loaded with uh, human excrement and uh, urine. It was disgusting. It was like, oh my God! Well, that's why they're I trying to do something. I can't believe I'm in here on a hot July day. Right? Yeah. Well, that's whole. But he's talking Holyoke, mm-hmm. so that so that'll never get addressed for another 25 years. Well, when the next mayor comes, <laughs> in. when the next mayor of Holyoke, right. two or three mayors from in the future, yeah. perhaps. Well, I'll tell you who would apply for the job as urine detector cleanup crew: the same guy who's carrying Vladimir Putin's suitcase full of poop around over in Russia, right? I have experience doing this. I come and detect yeah, urine for you. At, you're, you're talking about an international hire. Mm. I mean, you got to move. There's moving yeah. expenses to consider. There's uh, you know, visa issues. And besides, you don't want a guy like that taking good, honest work away from naturalized Americans. Yes. That's American type of work. <laughs> Is it just me, or do we do like an inordinate amount of feces and excrement and urine stories? Hey, this is a big, big story, man. This is making national news. Because they've tried this kind of urine detection program before at the Metro Atlanta. And as we say in the radio business, if it's on the radio, people will listen to Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) Not always. (laughs) The system in Atlanta triggered strobe lights, alarms, and alerts whenever urine was detected in an elevator down there, and it worked. So if you're susceptible to strobe lights, you could like... (laughs) You could be walking into a, into a human toilet and then have, like, an epileptic seizure. Mm-hmm. I got to say, the MARTA system in Atlanta is probably one of the cleanest uh, public transportation things I've ever there been There you that, go. That yeah. and the, uh, the one in D.C. Oh, yes. the metro in yeah. D.C.? You, yes. you could lick the floor and not catch anything. Yeah, the one in Atlanta is very clean. I, I've, I, I, you're always going to have some mm-hmm. sort of incident on these right. public transportation things. So it's not like it's impeccably yeah. clean. It's just... It's tolerable. Do you ever, ever go to like uh, Grand Central Station? Yes. Yeah. You ever take a train oh, yeah. from Grand Central? Oh yeah. You ever like you know you walk on the uh, <laughs> you walk towards your train mm-hmm. and it's like uh, you know five hundred degrees in there mm-hmm. and it smells like oh, yeah. something died. Sure. And because things have died in mm-hmm. there, 
that's the difference between like the metro and in, uh, in, uh, in in Washington. Yes. And Grand Central. Grand Central smells like a building that's been around for 200 oh, years. Oh, try Penn Central, Penn Station. Oh, Penn Station's State. worse. I used to have to go to and from Madison Square Garden Network because that was my job for two years when I lived in New York. And I used to take the trains home to Brooklyn every night at like three o'clock in the morning. And let me tell you. Oh, hell with that. That was horrible. Good. Hell no. Yeah. So we'll look forward to see if the system in Boston that they're going to implement on a test basis in August will work for urine detection. 744, we're back. Steve and Dave coming up next. Now hear this on Rock 102. Stop what you're doing. The financial markets are in ruins. You're in debt up to your... And you hate your job. And you keep hoping for a better way. There is. My one-man show, Yield of Dreams. I'll demystify your money myths, transform your life, and entertain you all at the same time. Curious? Join me, Charlie Epstein, June 23rd, 24th, or the 25th at Holyoke Community College for a financially entertaining evening. Get tickets at yieldofdreams.live. Free for all students. And start living a life of wonderment, joy, laughter, and play. Celebrate Dad this Father's Day with a special gift from Table... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 750. And the James Gang on Rock 102. Sunny today and tomorrow, high of 84 at 64 in downtown Springfield. The Rock 102 Golf Club is on sale now, brought to you by Swing Oil Beer. Get 12 rounds of golf to some of the area's nicest courses like Goodwin Park, Crestview, Northampton Country Club, and more. It's only $199, a substantial savings. In fact, you're paying less than $17 a round. Makes a great gift for Father's Day, which is this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Is it this weekend? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This weekend. Uh, the Rock Wonder Golf Club, brought to you by the Swing Oil Beer Company. Look for Pin Seeker IPA on draft and in stores. Available for a limited time. Do not wait. Get your golf club today at rock102.com. I've played many of those courses, and I'm going to play one of them, Crestview, with my buddies this Saturday morning. So First time at Crestview? Mm, second time this year. Well, there you go. Yeah. Like it a lot. Good course. Yeah. 751 with back Steve and Dave. Now hear this. Now hear this. It's just the normal noises in here. You hear me? You're only hearing what you want to hear. Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning. Clip number one about the high gas prices and the tendency of drivers to put less gas in their tank and also try and push their gas mileage further than they should and then running out of gas as the result of that. So more calls to AAA coming in for people who need rescuing out on the highways because they've run out of gas. And according to AAA Northeast spokesperson Mark Shieldrop, who told Western Mass News that there's also another danger because of the fuel pump inside the gas tank and its need to be submerged in gasoline in order to be cooled. So if you're running on a mostly empty tank, uh, the fuel light's on and you're sputtering along, that fuel pump may actually overheat. And the last thing you want to do when you're paying for high gas prices is to have to go to the you know repair shop and get that fuel pump replaced. Mark Shieldrop from there AAA Northeast telling Western Mass News about that danger of running out of gas and ruining your... By the way, the cost of fixing a fuel pump could be like 500 bucks. I have never run out of gas. I'm, it, it's never happened to me. I went out of gas once. It was a few years ago. I was driving down to... Visit some friends in uh, North Carolina, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, it was a surprise. It was a college roommate of mine, and him and his wife and I were talking because she wanted to make this a surprise. Like, yeah, you know, not tell him that Steve and his kids are coming, right? Right. So I, uh, I, I get 
all the way there. I had I had this minivan, this other minivan that I had, and uh, I get all the way there, and I'm a mile from their house, and the car stalls, and I look down and go, oh, that's what that light was on for, <laughs> right? Yeah. So then uh, the surprise was ruined because I had to call his wife, and then she had to leave the very party that she was hosting to in go order get to you. come and give me uh, a gallon of gas from their lawnmower, uh, their lawnmower can. Nice. Yeah. They, they couldn't send another guest. No, to go I, get you. No, I think you know. I th- she was trying to keep the surprise under wraps, and then he was like, "Where the hell are you going right now?" <laughs> I have to go do something, and then when when he realized that it was me that ran out of gas, he goes, "That makes a whole lot of sense." Yeah. Well, Makes sense that, 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 that I that, did that. that you did yeah. it. Okay, yeah, that it would have been that way. Well, I'm the least adult out of all of and us. Even though I'm the oldest, I've run out of gas like three times as an adult. So there you go. I know a guy. True mm-hmm. story. Mm-hmm. He's run out of gas twice in a car wash. <laughs> Come on! I what? swear to you. Yes, went through a car wash, ran out of gas, car well, stalled. Mm-hmm. That was that. To go back to that uh, full tank uh, versus half tank thing. Yeah, the, the hypermiling. Yeah, some say that since a half tank weighs less, it uh, takes less fuel to drive around uh, town on it. Uh, this may be true to a point, but the savings are insignificant mm. at that level. Your gas tank when full accounts for less than 5% of your car's total weight. Right. That's only about 120 pounds, so it doesn't really matter. All right. Another debunked myth yep. here on the Back Stephen Dave Show. Clip number two from The Simpsons. Richards. Welcome to Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, where you'll experience the complete rock and roll lifestyle without the lawsuits and STDs. Woo! STDs! Now, you're all here for one reason. To rock! Yep, that's it. Uh, Except when Mick Jagger gets COVID. Tested positive for COVID, Stones had to pull out of their Amsterdam Stadium show last night. Only hours before hitting the stage. It's too bad. They all they all seem so healthy. Yeah. Mick has the COVID. He's had other communicable diseases yeah, before. That's not the only thing he's positive about. That's true. <laughs> you think he'll get through this one the same then? Yeah, probably. He'll still be rocking as they will continue their tour and they'll have to make good on the Amsterdam show. Clip number three, also from The Simpsons. Could Bart have been prenatally screwed up by the kiss music? Get up! Everybody's gonna move their feet. Get down! Everybody's gonna leave their seat. You gotta lose your mind in Detroit. Yeah, there you go. The Simpsons doing Kiss. Uh, Kiss, by the way, unveiling their full lineup for Kiss Cruise 11. Will they be lip syncing through those appearances too? Doesn't say anything about that, although maybe that's part of the like the, the fine print on the contract if you sign up for Kiss Cruise 11. It's sailing from LA to Cabo St. Lucas and Ensenada, Mexico, aboard the Norwegian Jewel. They'll be hitting the high seas in October of this year. <laughs> Kiss well, Cruise 11. The longest farewell tour of all time. I I want to, uh, what the hell was I going to say? Rock and roll all night and party every day? No. Rock <laughs> the boat all night and party every day. There you That's go. what I want to do. There you go. Yes. yes. Yeah, and maybe take a Beth in the ocean. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A Beth? Yeah, you see, I you see, see what, what you I did, did there? Yeah, right. Name yeah. of my ex-wife, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've heard your podcast, by the way. <laughs> Beth on the <laughs> you, ocean. You can actually find that on iTunes. It's the Beth and Dave podcast. Yes, I've, you li- can. I've listened to quite a bit of it. You have not. I did. As a matter of fact, I listened to it coming back <laughs> oh from God. South Carolina, and uh, my kids had fallen asleep during it. And then the next night when we were driving back, they're like. 
hey, Dad, can you put on Dave's podcast so I can fall asleep again? <laughs> you are desperate for entertainment. Or if you're using it to fall asleep, congratulations. No, I was just curious to 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 hear. You know, I've only I only heard you 30 years ago. Right. I didn't hear it. You know, I hadn't heard you in the last you know 10 years or so. Right. That was when my now ex-wife and I were doing a radio show together in Utica, New York. Yeah, yes. she was vicious. Mm-hmm. Very, very vicious. <laughs> Thank I you. I don't feel so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the memories. You're I appreciate welcome. that. And that's it for now. We here should this. put that for now. Here, this we should play some of that. <laughs> Maybe we will. As soon as I contact my lawyers mm-hmm. and make sure everything's fully sure, okay yeah, with the divorce, it's seven fifty-seven on Rock One Hundred Two. Hey, Springfield kids, you need to know your father is living a lie. No, he doesn't have a... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Def Leppard with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. What has nine arms and sucks? Def Leppard. Will you stop? Come on. That's (laughs) my favorite joke. It's a good joke, joke. but it's a classic. Uh, Tony Ravos will be joining us a little bit later on this hour. Today is the day they're going to announce the uh, the fundraising effort for the Andy Yee palliative care unit at uh, at mercy hospital so that's coming up in just a little while with uh, with tony Ravosa. yeah it's a it's a great thing that they're doing over there and, it's a uh, it's a great thing it's going to be named after a great man and tony you know being one of andy's very very best friends in the world is uh is uh, the doing the initiative the governor is going to be here the lieutenant governor is going to be in town mm-hmm. uh it's going to be a big uh, to do today at 4 30 cool. well speaking of great men this is the week we honor Dads, it's Father's Day on Sunday. Mm-hmm. U.S. Open golf at Brookline. All goes together nicely. There's a survey from Omaha Steaks about the top traits that we've got from Dad. Taking grilling seriously, atop the list at 37%. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I like grilling. Uh, I am without grill right now. You're grillless? I'm grillless because they keep rusting out. I, I, I'm sick of you know spending 150 to 200 dollars on a grill and then having it rot out less than two years later. Well, I, I know your dad was good at drinking. You've said that before. Was he good at grilling? Did you get that trait from your dad? Let me uh, let me tell you something about the way <clears throat> good old Don Nagel used to <clears throat> cook up some delicious chicken leg quarters Mm -hmm. okay uh on the highest heat charcoal grill that you could imagine and then tamping down the flames with a couple of sips of beer every once in a while Mm -hmm. then getting completely trashed and serving up blackened chicken that was raw in the middle to his family Mm -hmm. wow Mm -hmm. that sounds like good eating so the grill skills i got was because of him i see (laughs) That I am never going to undercook meat or serve uh, botulism to my family. Um, I, I got tips from my dad when I was like 16. One of them was, son, here's how you hold a beer can between your legs when you're driving down the road. Well, that's, he, that's good advice. Yeah. He, he, he kind of said it in that southern accent because he was from West Virginia. I was yeah. going to ask if he was from the south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my, my dad didn't, uh, didn't do that. Didn't mm-hmm. do uh, road sodas. No. Uh, and... Uh, I mean, you know, he would be at the grill, but I think everything I learned at the grill, I kind of taught myself. Mm. Uh, Some of the other things we've learned from Dad, according to this survey by Omaha Steaks. I'm sorry. Can I just go back to that real quick? Yes. Uh, uh, Being with my dad as a kid was like riding in a constant 24-hour amusement park, (laughs) especially... Like, I remember uh, him, like, we got to go pick up your sister down at the shop right, you know, because she worked at the shop right. (laughs) Right. And, uh, And then he would... He would be half in the bag on a Sunday afternoon, 
you know, like four or five and uh, hop in the car. And I had a, no seatbelt on. I'd be rolling around on that little back shelf that you had in the sedan. <laughs> and, what uh, could possibly go wrong that would make you a projectile? And I just remember this brown vehicle that he had. I believe it was like a company car that they had given him because it had the CB radio in it for the uh, the railroad stuff. Sure. And, uh, and I just remember the cup holder having a big Bud Heavy can right in the middle of it. <laughs> and uh, it was like, let's go pick up your well, you're a funny guy, and you've turned into a successful comedian, at least by some reckoning. Well, I wouldn't say successful, but I'm a comedian. But one of the traits we get from Dad, telling really corny jokes. Now, you don't tell corny ones unless you're doing it on purpose on the radio or maybe on stage. Did your dad tell bad jokes? He liked telling jokes. Uh, he was fairly good at that. Um, I just wanted to be better than him. So I, I was. Well, so, so I sense a, a, a theme here is developing. You didn't want to well, grill poorly like he did. You didn't want to tell know, bad jokes like he did. As much as the, the, the bad light that I paint him in, I have to thank him for giving me years of material. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's 23 years of material oh, yeah. that he gave me before he passed away. And uh, that was gold, Jerry. Mm. Gold. Uh, grunting when you get off the couch, 25% of respondents to the survey say that's the top trait they got from their dad. Grunting a lot. I, um, I, I do that all the time, I will say. I don't know if I got it from my dad because he wasn't around when I was a kid. I don't, I don't know if, uh, if I recall my dad's grunting. I remember my grandfather mm -hmm. grunting. That I remember. And uh, and I've got those those grunts. So my... My uh, my grunting reminds me of uh, of uh, of grandpa. Yeah, and and my grandpa was my dad growing up because my dad wasn't in the picture till I was like sixteen. So my grandfather essentially was the male figure in the household when I was a youngster. Did he grunt? He he didn't grunt, but he he had a pretty good sense of humor, and I think I I have a good sense of humor. One time when I was like five, I bought him a gift for his birthday. And I was trying to conceal what that gift was. He liked to wear ties. He was a businessman. Okay. And I said to Grandpa George, I said, I got you something for your birthday. He Grandpa says, George? You had a Grandpa George? Yes. Did he get out of the bed and when, when you won the golden ticket to the Willy Wonka <laughs> that was factory? That was Grandpa Joe. Oh, the, Grandpa The George. other grandpa on the other grandpa, side of the yeah, bed. He couldn't get that out. That was Grandpa yeah, George. Okay. Yes. All right. So my Grandpa George very active. In fact, he won a silver medal in the Michigan Relays running sprints back in college. So he was a, he was a pretty good athlete and had a good sense of humor. So the one time I went to buy him a birthday gift when I was five, obviously my mom paid for it. And he said, well, you know, you want to give me a hint? I said, it's something that goes on your tie. And he said... What is it? Mustard? Ha! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! So yeah. He, he had a good sense of humor. Well, I can see where you got that. Thank you very from. much. Um, Condiment jokes. Right. <laughs> the best. Uh, have I told you about my A1 sauce? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even have that back then, I don't think. Uh, another trait we get from our dad, the idea of muting commercials on the television. Listen to that thing right there. Excuse me, I'm sorry. When was a one sauce invented? I was it kidding. Wasn't around. I was kidding. Right, I don't know. Ahead. It's go been ahead. around for. It's probably been around since the turn of the century. I th I'm probably, saying 1900 yeah. or so. It I'm was around get... when you were younger. Yes, it was. We go didn't. Ahead. We couldn't afford it, but yes, it was around. You couldn't afford not to have it. That's the problem. <laughs> they make hamburgers taste like steak burgers. Uh, the idea of muting commercials, by the way, my mom currently does that with my stepdad, Captain Matt. And they, they don't, they, they tape. <laughs> the box just keeps opening yeah. and more Captain pieces Matt just come Grandpa blowing George. out. Captain what? Go ahead. Captain what? Captain Matt Hutmaker, my longtime stepfather, who, by the way, 
a fantastic guy, and I know they listen all the time in Florida. He was a captain, a nuclear submarine captain in the Navy. And he made huts? His name was Hutmaker. Maybe at some point that's how he got so his family name. Well, is he like, so, a, like a Pacific Islander or something that they would make Hawaiian or grew, something? Grew up in New Jersey. So in, in, in one show, mm-hmm. we have learned mm-hmm. the, na- your, your, the name of your uncle. Yes. Name of your grandfather. Yes. And the fact that you've been concealing your first name for months. Yes. Your real what's your, what's first, your real name? first name? Layton. Layton. Davis. So you've been Layton your entire life. Yeah. Layton yeah. Davis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Layton Davis. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great, uh, a great radio name. If Leighton I was Davis. in the South, maybe. But I'm here in New England. What are you I don't talking think about? You're gonna use that name anywhere. Yeah. Layton Davis with the news it's, on Rock 102. That would have been, been great. Well, uh, you can introduce me as that in the next newscast, and we'll I, see if that's any better than Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. Well, you already got well, Sloppy Nuts Hornblower. It's a much better name than both. I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I want to hear more. <laughs> more traits that we got from Dad. Yes. Finishing everyone else's plate at the restaurant. Oh, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. There you go. Did I you get to- that from your dad? No, that's how I got so fat. I used to like uh, you know taking the kids out for ice cream because yeah. they could never finish their ice cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's only one person that could. Yeah, and you're looking at that's them. That's right. That the was the best gar- part. The human garbage. Disposal. I, I listen. I don't care if the kid was looking at it for an hour. If it's this, if it's ice cream, it's listen. still in the it's still in the cone. I'm going to town on it. Between all the ice cream you ate and all the chicken nuggets I've eaten, we're heroes. We are we are not wasting food. You know all the food that gets thrown away in this country oh, over yeah. here? We're uh, making a dent in that. Yeah, and you know that that excuse that your parents told you, you know, there's starving kids in, yes. and, yeah. uh, in India? Right. Well, you there's, know what? There's also starving dads in an Applebee's, too. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 and that's because of the quality yeah. of the cuisine. And those really. kids in Ethiopia would want me to eat all this extra <laughs> they, ice cream. It's never, never going to ship. Well, plus there's no more starving kids in those countries. <laughs> Sally Struthers has paid them all off now. She's what, fed she, them she all. She ate all their sandwiches. She ate all that food herself. <laughs> <laughs> what are you? You're not fooling anybody. What else you got? Is there any other dad things on that list? <sighs> things we get from our dads. Yeah, they don't like it when people touch the thermostat. You know what? That's be- I'm turning into that. Okay, is, is, is you ever get the, those realizations where you're like, oh my god, I'm turning into him? Mm-hmm. Oh sure, all and the time. That, and that was a, like uh, I'm. T- I go and I'm like, who the hell turned this up to seventy <laughs> two? I can't afford this. This is ridiculous. Oh, you live in a barn? Mm. Well, he, uh, my dad used to have uh, stickers on all the light switches that he got from the power company. I think it was like a Niagara Mohawk thing, mm-hmm. and he got the and it said, "When not in use, turn off the juice." And then he used to yell things like, "Who's watching the TV in there, God? <laughs> is God watching TV?" <laughs> uh, one last trait we get from Dad, according to this survey. Mm-hmm. The love of mowing the lawn. I got. Yeah, f- I, I, my, my dad loves uh, tinkering around outside. Mm. I am not that guy. I like mowing the lawn. I got a friend of mine whose husband uh, only mows the lawn because he can drink while mowing the lawn. Drink in peace out there, bringing it full circle with. The, well, I can with understand. The can understand the need for that, mm-hmm. but you have to. You have to. Step you got to hydrate. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Right. But you know the problem with that when the mowers have the little, they have the little. Can holder. I don't know if you've seen many riding mowers have the little. Sure. There's only one. There's only room for one. Well, and the idea that uh, you know having a beer in that thing would probably make it shake all over the place because right. of the vibration True. of the mower. That's why you need to hold it and drink it down quickly before you get to the next one. Yeah, and you want to have it when it's cold anyway. That's right. That's true. Mm-hmm. 
It's 823 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience. 102 with back Stephen Dave. He's a father of four, so he's going to have a good Father's Day this Sunday. His youngest daughter, he's got two daughters, two sons from two different marriages. His youngest daughter turns 21, so she can now drink tequila with him this weekend. Not that she probably didn't already do that, I guess. Well, I guess she probably already did. Yeah. They probably drink uh, tequila like uh, most kids drink milk. Right. Or juice boxes. Sure. Sure, they, got, they probably have a lot of it around the house. What's his brand again? What does he have? Cobble Wobble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some really, really disgusting stuff. Is it? <laughs> well, I don't is know. It, is tequila. It, is it rot gut tequila or is it good stuff? I think it's, de- I think it's decent enough I stuff. I thought so, yeah. But, uh, you know, again, you know, you know, the tequila more, would not be necessarily the thing I just reach for right away. The more I've distanced myself from alcohol, the more it's disgusting to think about all the things I used to drink. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, Steve. I don't, it's gross. I, I drink a little wine once in a while. With I, my I don't now. even do that. It's, yep. it's just like... Like a sick to your stomach feeling of that rock gut crap. You know what's interesting about tequila is there's, and I learned this only like last year. There's good tequila and there's bad tequila. The good tequila is like pure from the agave plant, like 100 percent. Right. Most of the stuff they sell has corn liquor in it, and is not straight from the agave plant. It's crappy alcohol no matter which way you slice not it. Not true. The Apparently uh, uh, no, no, at least not what a tequila expert told yeah, me. Yeah, no, there's I mean there's high end stuff yes. and, and there's low end stuff. I think what Steve is saying is that it it's it's all the same to him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean tequila yes, booze <laughs> booze is tough, man. Uh, right? I mean yeah. It, yeah. Like I I could I could we could do a taste test right now. I'll give you the limes, give you all the salt you need. We can do shots of tequila all day oh, long. God, I can't even think. See, I, I can't, it's just the idea mm-hmm. of putting that in my stomach. It makes me want to puke mm-hmm. just thinking about it. What about some nice uh, fruity little cocktails? Would you like a fruity cocktail? A couple of app, you know, uh, apple teenies in front of you? The, the one thing I used to like was... I want some slippery nipples. You want was, some slippery nipples? When Polar came out with the orange vanilla soda water, yeah. and I mixed that with bourbon, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a creamsicle. I, uh, I do yeah. not Boozy like... Boozy creamsicle. No, I don't like that orange vanilla stuff. I like the orange stuff, but not the orange vanilla stuff. Uh, but again, alcohol is something that people force themselves to like. They really do. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's one. Of, I mean, alcohol by itself is a poison, and that's why we add all these things to it to make it taste better. You know what I uh, what I love most about alcohol? Um, having conversations with really, really drunk people. I could do that all day long. I don't have any problem with that whatsoever. That was like the one thing I noticed when I had stopped with the uh, like the people coming up. Like I was no longer drunk doing these events anymore. <laughs> like <laughs> people will buy me drinks left and right when you're DJing a party, and then. And then stopping that and then having people come up to you and you're like, can you play for some sugar on me by ZZ Top? And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> when ZZ Top comes out with a cover of Pour Some Sugar on Me, I will, in fact, play it. But until then, here's Love Shack by the B-52s. There you go. Yeah. And Ten you know, roof. If, if, if you really want to talk to drunk people, I say we do a whole segment of that maybe later this Ugh. week. You know, no, seriously, no. if you're drunk right now, no. call no. the no. Oh, <laughs> no. It's, it's radio gold no. waiting to happen. You don't even need to tell those people to call here. They already <laughs> they do. do. <laughs> don't, don't, don't solicit that. <laughs> we got eight, it's eight fifty eight thirty four. News is next to Rock 102. Munson Savings Bank is here to help make your dream home possible. 36. We're back, Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Gary Rome will pay you more for your car. 
whether you're traded or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. Gas prices are skyrocketing. The stock market is falling. We're in bear territory. Cryptocurrency is in bad shape as well. The latest high-profile collapse of a pillar of the cryptocurrency industry down 16% as of yesterday. And one company that trades in crypto, Celsius Network, announcing it was pausing all withdrawals because it can't handle them anymore. People are trying to get all their crypto out. And they're going to have to honor, it says, over time, those withdrawal obligations. Meantime, in Greenfield, we got some issues. They've just released their fiscal 2023 budget. And the Greenfield Police Department's budget will be slashed by roughly a half a million dollars. Some changes facing the department may include laying off seven junior officers, dismantling the Detective Bureau, and also eliminating the canine program in Greenfield. Hmm. i got to believe uh, that if you're going to be a criminal, now's the time to start looking for apartments in Greenfield. Good point. No, you, if, you, if you say to everybody, hey, listen, going to be less uh, cops, less patrols in Greenfield, that's where you want to go to commit your crimes. Or not necessarily an apartment there, but maybe commuting. To Greenfield to conduct your criminal activity. Yes. Yes. So this is uh, probably pretty bad news for the folks of Greenfield. Well, the folks of Greenfield aren't happy about this, but the police department says it's between a rock and a hard place. You know, it's hard to hire police officers these days. Mm -hmm. You got the cost of all that stuff I just mentioned. And due to the higher fuel costs, the Greenfield Police Department is cutting staffing from four single officer cruisers to two double officer cruisers, as well as limiting the cruise mileage to trips that are absolutely necessary. Yeah, and uh, like we said before, aren't that many people dying to be cops these days. Right. So it's hard to fill those positions real hard. Big problem. After a two-year absence because of the pandemic, Springfield Restaurant Week coming back June 17th through the 26th, and so is the Worthy Brewfest on Worthington Street coming up this Saturday, described as an, quote, intimate four-hour sampling of some of the area's finest craft brews with some great food from area restaurants to go along with it. Intimate. Yes. Intimate. Sounds like something Montgomery Burns would enjoy. Speaking of restaurants, congrats to Julian Penna from Enfield. He's a cook at the Longhorn Steakhouse there. He placed third overall out of a thousand competitors from across the country in the Longhorn Steakhouse's fifth annual Steak Master Series. He won over $2,500 over the course of the competition. When he began at the Longhorn Steakhouse, he was just a salad and fry station cook back in 2014. But he learned and he watched as the steak masters did their jobs. What was the uh, uh, Louis Anderson in uh, Coming to America? Well, next week, if you work real hard, you'll be washing lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's not the exact line, but it was yeah. something along the lines of that. Yeah, well, it could have happened to Julian Penna, but he did become a steak master at Longhorn Steakhouse, and he's an award-winning one now yeah. with $2,500 more in his pocket. Listen, there's nothing wrong with uh, with Longhorn. Longhorn is perfectly fine, but, you know, Peter Luger's, it's not. You know, right. you, it's, it's not, well, you're not talking yeah, you about, know, like, with the, you know, the you know, Smith and Walensky's. Right. Well, well, maybe him winning this thing will get him bumped up to, like, a Morton's or, a, you yeah, know, someplace you where he can... Uh, really show off the skills good point but you know along with the lesser quality that you just mentioned you're also paying a lot less for the longhorn experience and people can't afford maybe the smith and walensky's 
type of restaurant experience. I told you, I had a chance last Thursday to get a $160 steak, Mm -hmm. and I was 161 reasons away from actually ordering it. Right. But I really want to know what a hundred and sixty dollar steak tastes like. It tastes just like a fifteen dollar steak. That I don't. I, I, it can't possibly be. You know what? Buying your own meat and cooking it is way better than trying to order something that expensive. I'm not talking about like your regular local restaurants here. I'm talking about going to like a place like that, yeah. where you're spending a hundred and sixty dollars. A hundred and sixty dollars. Come on, man. I, For I, one, you know, I, I I get it. It's not. It's not worth it. It's totally not worth it. And usually, you know, they don't when you when you buy a steak like that expensive, it's like a four ounce steak. Mm-hmm. Well, I want another steak. Well, I'm that's not going to spend an extra hundred and sixty bucks to get it. That's what I mean. I mean, you're spending all that money and you're not getting really your money's worth out of it. That is true, but uh, man, just you know, it's like curiosity gets the best of you. Like you want, like you're curious, but you know it can't possibly live up to your expectations. The Springfield police caught 41-year-old Carlos Vergara again. He had 51 adult arraignments already, including 21 for past break-ins. When they caught him around 2.45 in the morning recently, trying to break into a vehicle on East Park Street. He attempted to get away on bicycle before police detained him. And then when they caught up to him, they seized a screwdriver. And some other tools associated with the various car break-ins. Hmm. So Carlos Vergara in custody again. 51 times. Yes. As um, an adult alone. Yeah. Uh, 21 uh, for break-ins. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, charged this time for larceny over 1,200 hours, breaking and entering into a vehicle at nighttime for a felony, mm-hmm. and possession of burglarious items. I love that term. Burglarious. Yes. So That's like burglarious. Funny burglary tools. Yeah, it's like yep. uh, it's it's like, he's like a comedian that just breaks into stuff. It's like Carrot Top. Yes. <laughs> he's got burglarious instruments. Mm-hmm. Like to see a whole lineup of those, by the way. How about a little good news? Bugler Steve White from Westfield, who served in the Air Force from 1977 to 1986, got a chance to get out his bugle and sound taps over the weekend at Gettysburg National Cemetery. Hmm. He was a participant in the 100 Nights of Taps this summer, so obviously 100 different buglers get to perform this honor at the Gettysburg National Cemetery. He was the latest. Congrats to Steve White from American Legion Post 124. There you go. That's, That's cool. pretty good, right? It's 843 with back Steve and Dave. We have... More good news coming up with our next guest, right? Yep, Tony Ravosa will be on the phone to talk about the uh, the Andy Yee Palliative Care uh, Unit at uh, Mercy. They're going to be uh, they're going to be announcing the uh, fundraising effort today with the governor, and that's coming up next to Rock 102. OMG Inc. is a leading U.S. manufacturer and global supplier of specialty fasteners, adhesives, products, and technology for the commercial roofing and residential construction markets. Consisting Rock, it's 8:50, and the cars with Max, Steve, and Dave on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today and tomorrow, a high of 84 at 66 in downtown Springfield. A couple weeks ago, actually it's been a couple months ago now, uh, we talked to Tony Ravosa to uh, to announce the fact that they were going to uh, they were going to construct the Andy Yee Palliative Care Unit at Mercy Medical Center. For those of you who know uh, Andy Yee, Andy was a, was a friend of uh, this show, a friend of mine, certainly a friend of Tony Ravosa's. He died a little bit over a year ago 
from uh, from cancer and so this effort in his name is uh, is very important to a lot of people to talk about what's coming up today because a big event coming uh, this afternoon at 4 30 is uh, tony Ravosa. good morning tony how you doing how are you my friends very very right. good so uh big uh, big event today you got the governor coming in you got uh, the lieutenant governor tell us about what uh, what today's event is going to be all about well, we've been basically working for the last couple of months uh, to execute a plan uh, designed to um, bring the palliative care unit to Mercy. It's something that really is dramatically needed uh, here in western Massachusetts in the greater Springfield area. Uh, specialized end-of-life, uh, late-stage care for those patients and support for their families. Um, it's going to be a um, you know a beautifully constructed, uh, very warm, uh, inviting unit. Um, uh, all with the intent to, um, you know, let these patients who are going to pass, pass with dignity and to have their families uh, in, in a warm and inviting space, uh, you know, to, it, it, and when they're dealing with the most difficult times in their lives, you know, not unlike what the E family went through with, uh, with Andy. Um, so, you know, today we're kicking this off. The governor's coming out, the lieutenant governor, to make the announcement at 430 at Mercy Medical Center. I believe the mayor is going to be there, the Yee family, uh, Debit Soli, and the folks at Mercy have done a wonderful job. Uh, now the work is at hand to go and raise the money to make it happen. We're hoping to work uh, a, a, an outdoor uh, venue, a roof garden into the equation as well. So we've got a task ahead of us, um, but uh, with the spirit that Andy would bring to such a thing, we're off and running uh, with the announcement from the governor today, and, and we would urge anyone who's interested or who knew Andy I'd love them like a lot of people do that that uh, we would uh, uh, have you all contribute and, and uh, as I said, it's something that's dramatically needed. Uh, hey, this is uh, Tony Ravosa on the phone. This, you know, we we talked uh, a while a- ago about what the plan was and and uh, and how this was all going to be set up. It's it's eight private uh, rooms uh, and, and a family comfort area and a prayer room. And you said about the rooftop garden. How long do you think it's going to take to, to raise the amount of money that's going to be necessary to build this? Or or are you close to it already? No, I, we're just really getting underway in earnest. Um, you know, I think it's going to take several months. Um, not lost upon anyone is the challenges of building the thing out in such a quick period of time because you've got construction challenges and supply chain challenges and everything that everyone's been hearing about on the news we know from construction schedule standpoint we're going to have to deal with as well. So it's just a matter of putting our heads down, doing the work that's necessary to get the money dollars in the door, and uh, uh, I think the rest will take care of itself. But I, you know, I'm I'm optimistic that you know within you know four to five to six months we should be well on our way and have a better idea as to when we might be able to open the doors of this thing. Although there has been some talk about the the absolute need and perhaps trying to go a little bit earlier, maybe not with the whole unit built out the way we had hoped. But the need is definitely there based on everything I've been told by the clinical people yeah. at Mercy, uh, led by Dr. Uh, Phil Glynn, uh, the oncologist, the chief oncologist at Mercy. Uh, Tony, <clears throat> this is uh, Steve Nagel, and, and my, my late wife's uh, doctor was, was also Dr. Glynn. And, and I can't say enough about the great care that they offer at the uh, at Mercy Hospital uh, for the cancer center. And I'm really happy that that you're doing this because it is so important to all of the families that have to deal with somebody who's uh, in that state and at the end of life and 
all of these things that are that are built around hospitals. You got these big birthing centers, you got these you know fancy cancer centers and all that stuff. But the the end of life is not always the best place to be in a hospital because it's kind of like you know the end of the line and they they put you up on the fifth floor away from all of that stuff where this is this is this is where you should have you know the glitz and the glam is, is to make people more comfortable uh while while, while they're uh going through this end of life process so I, I i commend you a lot for for spearheading this thing and uh i, I wish you guys the best of luck with the project I appreciate it, Steve, and, and again, you know, condolences to you. I know it was a very difficult time for you and your family, and uh, but there's a lot of families in the Valley that are dealing with the same challenges uh, of, of someone uh, who's near and dear to them, and they're, you know, whether it's a family member or a close friend who's uh, in the dawning days of, of their life, and, and uh, you know, support needs to be there, not only for the patient, but also for the members of the family that's so critically important. And, and I think that's what this will fill uh, in terms of being a major gap that exists currently. Um, so we're going to, we're going to work hard at it over the next couple of months. Um, again, I, I'd urge anybody that, you know, is so compelled to contribute. We're, uh, we've got a landing page that's, that should be up today at, at uh, give.mercycares.com. Again, that's give.mercycares.com. Uh, and there'll be a drop down there specifically for the NDE palliative care unit. Uh, and uh, uh, just appreciate any support that anybody can give, whatever the dollar amount is toward that end. Yeah, you know, on, on a personal level, Tony, I mean, you and I knew Andy very well. You you especially, you know, you know being you know one of his best friends in the world. Um, if, if there's one thing you could say about uh, about Andy would be that he would want this to happen. And I'm sure that uh, Andy would be proud to know that he's going to be a part of this for forever because, you know, I mean, that's really the kind of selfless person that he was. And he was, uh, was really something very, very special to, to a lot of us. So to have his name associated with this, uh, you know, after talking to his wife, uh, Sarah, just a couple weeks ago and, and everything else, I mean, this, th- for the people that knew him, this means a lot. And I'm, I'm sure you'll have no problem at all raising the money to make this happen. Well, he was selfless. He was one of the most optimistic uh, people I know. A uh, lot of humor. Um, I can't tell you the number of times. I mean, I would talk to him three to four times a day. Many times when he was in that infusion chair down there getting chemo, um, you know, spending our time, you know, just trying to work through it. And, and he, he never, he was never down. He was never down and out during the during the darkest of times. I mean, he was just a very... Uh, interesting, uh, free-spirited guy who was always optimistic. And um, he always remarked to me about the level of care that he got at Mercy and how important it was and how uh, and how that drove his sense of optimism and his faith that he could beat it. Unfortunately, it was tough to beat. Um, but uh, he was glowing in his commentary about the care he got at Mercy from Dr. Glenn and his entire team. Uh, and I know that he'd want this. At the end of the day, I know that he would want this uh, based upon his own experience. And Sarah said the same thing. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it, it was a tough time, but uh, the way the family was treated, uh, the way he was cared for right up until the last day, um, you know, every family in, in uh, the Pioneer Valley that has a similar situation should have the same thing uh, uh, at their ready uh, should they need it. Uh, Tony Ravosa, the uh, the event is uh, this afternoon, 4.30. The governor, uh, the lieutenant governor will all be there. Uh, best of luck, Tony. We'll be talking to you real soon. 
I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks, you. Steve. Absolutely. Thank you. It's uh, 858 with back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102. Hey, Springfield kids, you need to know your father is living a lie. No, he doesn't have another family, as far as we know. It's